Well, hello everyone. I am your host, Colton Prater, and this is the Finders of Revival podcast. And as always, I'm honored that you would take the time to listen to today's episode. For today's episode, we'll be taking a break from our interviews and special guests, and I'll just be giving a brief challenge from the Word of God. And I promise that the next episode after this will be continuing on with our interviews, and we have some special interviews and uh, things in store for you guys, and I pray it'll be a blessing to you all, as they've been a blessing to me, hearing these interviews and editing them and so forth. But I promise we will be continuing back up with that here very shortly. But we just wanted to take a break here and just look at a special thing from the Word of God. And as always, before we jump into the episode, we'll open up with a word of prayer. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for me to record this message. I ask you to be with those listening, Father, that you just use your Word, use the Word of God just to change, to shape, and to mold their hearts, Father. And in your Son's name, Amen. So as I said, I'll be giving a brief challenge from the Word of God for today's episode. And if you have your Bible, we'll be in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. More of a topical message for today. Kind of just going through a list of points and things. And this message is a special one. Uh, The youth group that I'm interning at for this summer at the church, Bethel Baptist Church. We had just gotten back from a a big youth conference slash camp this past week. So this here is just a special episode for that. Dealing with teenagers that are finishing camp. That just got off a week of camp. I know... um, that for many churches, the summer is the time where you send your teenagers off to some camp or some conference for a week at a time. and It's a great time for teenagers to get a spiritual awakening, to get their lives changed, their hearts right with God, and make big decisions in their life, or even small decisions at that too. And this is that week of awakening, that week of renewal, the week of salvation for many teenagers. And we're just going to be looking at some things here that can help us for when the camp week ends. So the title of this message simply is, when the camp week ends. So when the week of camp ends, what is next? And we're going to look at some things that you can do when the camp week ends to help yourself stay in that same spirit, stay in that same attitude of when the camp week ends. Because I've heard it said many times, you know, that you go to camp and you get this what they call a spiritual high and you're on fire for God for about a week or two. And then it seems like after that, that, that high disappears, that high fades. And next thing you know, you're out living for the world, living for the devil, doing the things that you were doing the before camp. And you're doing it like that. So we're going to look here at some things that we can do to our life, that we can apply to us. So when the camp week ends, we still have the same spirit of camp in our hearts, that same spirit of God working in our hearts. So we're just going to look here at eight points, eight things that we can apply to our lives to help us stay in that same spirit when that week ends. So number one, the thing you can do when the camp week ends is be in church Sunday. Now that seems simple, elementary level. Not even not opposite of rocket science, but it's so simple, it's so true, it's so profound that if you could just apply this one step, if every young person could just apply this one step, their life would be changed. So be in church Sunday, Hebrews ten twenty five. It states, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. That first phrase there, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You know, as the world gets worse and worse, we should be spending more and more time in church and being in faithful in God's house and being there for Sunday school or connection groups if your church has that or Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night service. And we should be in the ch- in church every time the doors are open. And if you want to keep that same spirit of camp in your heart, the best thing you can do is just be in church that following Sunday. I heard an evangelist who's now a camp director make a statement and he said, you know, God is, he said this at a camp when I was younger. He he said, paraphrasing here, you know, that each and every one of you here have made decisions this week. And it's, the same, it's that same thing is true for every teenager that's gone to camp if they're taking it seriously, that they've made decisions in their heart. 
But as he said, you know, every teenager that goes to camp and makes a decision in their heart, if they want to keep that decision, just come to church Sunday. He said, if you can't come to church that following Sunday after camp, then more than likely your faith is dead. More than likely that decision wasn't a very serious one and that you weren't going to take it very serious. Because if you took that decision that you made seriously, then that would carry you to church the following Sunday. So when the camp week ends, be in church Sunday. One of the most discouraging things as a pastor, as a youth director, as just someone in the church, a layman, you know, you see your teens, you know, get on fire for God. They're praying, reading their Bible. God's called them to this or that. They're just a burden placed on their heart that wasn't there before. There's a fire in their eyes, a fire in their heart that's burning. They're just wanting to give their all to Christ. And you don't even see them at church that Sunday. It can be some of the most discouraging things you can see as, a, as an adult, as, a, as a, a youth worker and so forth. So teenager, this is for you specifically, this is for everyone, but specifically this is, this is messages for teenagers, but this one right here hits home more than anything else. Be in church Sunday. You may not have the strength to live up your decision, and it may be hard, because it will, because Satan's going to fight, the devil's going to attack, but you can just be in church Sunday, be faithful, be faithful to God's house, God will help you, God will bless you, and God will give you the strength that you need if you can just be in church Sunday. So that's number one. Number two Ask God to help you uphold your decisions. Ask God to help you uphold your decisions. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, you know, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Many teenagers that go to camp, they make decisions, and it seems like after a week or two, those just, they've uh, done the opposite of those decisions, and they aren't living it out anymore. Well, in order to live those decisions out, those things that God has called you to do, you have to ask God to help you. You have to ask God to give you the strength. Because God is the God of all grace who has unlimited, matchless amounts of that He can give to you when you need it. And if you can just ask God to give you that grace to live out the next day for Christ and the next day and the next day and the next day, then God will help you uphold that decision. Because the last thing God wants to see is for you to make a decision for Him and then to backtrack it. God is there wanting to help you, wanting to give you the strength, wanting to help you Live out that decision day by day because it's hard and God wants to help you and give you the strength so that it can be easier, so that God can help you live out that decision day by day. So number two, you have to ask God to help you uphold your decision. So when the camp week ends, number three, remember this here, recognize you will fall, but get back up again. Recognize that you are going to fall, but get back up again. Proverbs chapter 24 uh, verse 16, I love this verse, and if you have your Bible, please turn there right now, and I want you to see this for your own eyes. I love this verse here, and it's what it says, Proverbs 24, verse 16, and Proverbs 24, 16 reads, it says, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. With that verse, it reveals something, it reveals to you that someone who's just, someone who's righteous is still going to fall. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. We're all sinners. The Bible tells us that clearly in Romans chapter 3, that for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're all fallible human beings that fall and fall into sin and things. But it says, For a just man falleth seven times, and here's what, makes, here's what sets him apart, and riseth up again. See, we're all going to fall. We're all going to have relapses. We're all going to go back into those things that we made decisions that we weren't going to do again. But the thing is, we can rise back up. We can get back up again. Maybe got, maybe you're listening now and you just finished a week of camp or you're going into a week of camp or it's been a month since you've been at camp or whatever the case is and maybe God has convicted you about 
giving up a certain kind of music or giving up certain kind of clothing or not being around certain friends. And it seems like you've fallen back into that same music, the same dress, the same friends, the same, and those same things that God has told you not to do. But here's the thing that separates you. You can rise up again. You can take a stand again and you can step up and rise forth for God because a righteous man riseth up again. And that's what sets us apart. That's what makes us different as Christians is we can rise back up again. When God calls us to something, we're going to fall. We're going to mess up. But we can rise up again and again and again. And it says a just man falleth seven times. That he's fallen a lot. And we've fallen a lot in our lives. I'm sure you can admit that. I know I have. But what sets us apart is that we rise up again, that we get back up. We just keep fighting. We keep standing back up. And God will bless that. And he'll help us and give us the strength to help live out those decisions if we can just rise back up. Just get back up. So now here, number four. When the camp week ends, pray for your fellow teens as they're going through the same struggles that you are. So pray for your fellow teens. Now, if you're listening here and you're a teenager, you know that there's decisions God has called you to do and to make as you've been at a week of camp. But here's something else to recognize. You're not the only one that made decisions that week. There are countless other teenagers that made similar decisions, made different decisions, and just took a step of faith in Christ. So do those things. Ask God to help your fellow teenagers because they're going through the same struggle you're going through. They're going through the same hard times you're going through. They're facing the devil's attacks the same way you are. So we have to keep pressing on. We have to keep praying. We have to ask God to give them the strength. Because here's the thing. When you're praying for someone and they're praying, let's say you're praying for yourself and asking God to give you the strength. And someone else is praying for you asking you to give you the strength, asking God to give you the strength. That's just helped you greatly because now not only, not only are you praying for yourself, but others are as well. And it's the same thing when you begin to pray for your friends. Hopefully they're praying for themselves and you're praying for them as well. And when you do that, God is going to bless them. God's going to give them the strength and the grace and his mercy to help them keep pressing on despite the attacks and the fiery darts of the devil. So we have to pray for our fellow teenagers because you know what it's like to be a teen if you're listening to this and you're a teenager. You know what it's like to go through the, t- the trenches like that. And don't ever forget that your friends are going through the same struggles. Your peers are going through the same thing. So pray for them as well because they're going through just as big a struggle as you are. And they need as much of God's help as they possibly can get. So you need to ask God to help them on their behalf. So number four, pray for your fellow teens. Number five, this one here also is very simple, very building block level, but very transforming in your life. Number five. Read your Bible and pray every day. Read your Bible and pray every day. If you could do those two things right there, that alone will change your life. You know, at camp, I hear all kinds of decisions. People say they're called to be a preacher or a missionary or, you know, they're called to win a certain people to Christ and to have a burden for certain people. But probably the biggest decision I hear made at camp is this one right here, is to read their Bible and to pray every day. Because that's where battles are fought and that's where battles are won. That's where battles are lost as well. If you want to do something great for God, read your Bible and pray. If you can do those two things, God's going to use you greatly. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it reads this. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, life is hard. Life is difficult. There are many things we don't know the answer to. Many things you know, we want to know what God's will for our life is, and we don't know those things. God reveals his will a day at a time, a step at a time, one step at a time. And God does that through his word. He says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning God's word is going to help guide us. It's going to show us where we need to go, show us what God's will is for our life. And if we're not reading our Bible and praying every day, we're missing out on that. 
if we're not communing with our Heavenly Father by reading the Bible and letting Him talk to us and praying to Him and talking to Him and communing that way, then we're missing out on so much. We're missing out on all that God has for us. And God wants to do something great in our life, but we're missing it because we're not talking to Him. We're not having that fellowship that God wants us to have. So if you, when the camp week ends, if you want to still be make, keeping those same decisions that you made, you must read your Bible and pray every day. It's as simple as that. Read your Bible, pray every day. Number six, when the camp week ends, be a witness. Number six, be a witness. And we get that from Mark chapter 16, verse 15, which says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The Great Commission isn't a suggestion. It's not a command for certain people and other people it's not. The Great Commission is a command for everybody. The Great Commission God has for every single human being, every person who is saved, God wants you to be a witness. He wants you to share the gospel. And he wants you to do that and witness to other people as well. So if you want God to use you, if you want to make a difference for Christ, be a witness. Be a witness. Share the gospel. Hand out tracts. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. Pray for the lost. Go door to door. You know, talk to those people in your neighborhood, your friends, your family, you know, that are lost. Do those things. But when the camp week ends, we must be a witness. We must be out sharing the gospel. Number seven, when the camp week ends... Be active serving in your church. Be active serving in your church. In Matthew 23, verse 11, this is, I want you to see this principle here, this, this passage of Scripture here. Matthew 23, verse 11. I'm going to read it to you, and if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to turn there yourself and read it for your own eyes there. But Matthew 23, verse 11. These are the words of Jesus Christ, so it's in red if you have a red-letter Bible. And this is Jesus speaking to the people here. He says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. You know, to be great in God's eyes, you've got to be a servant. If you want to be great in God's eyes, you've got to put your servant's towel out and start working. Start working away for God. And teenagers, you have a lot of youth. You have a lot of energy, more so than people that are older, that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. So take advantage of that youth. Take advantage of that that you have there and use that youth, that zeal, that energy to be a servant. You know, as someone who's you know now a young adult referring to myself here, and I go to a church and I see teenagers serving, you know, running the cameras, helping in Sunday school classes, junior church, and ushering, and just singing in services, being in the choir, you know, helping in soul winning, and those kind of things. And when I see a teenager doing that, it's so encouraging. It really does. helps fire up the church. It really helps get the church moving on all cylinders. When people see teenagers working for God, you have no idea what it does to their hearts to see that. So teenagers listening right now, be active serving in your church. You don't know what it could do. You don't know how it's encouraging your pastor, encouraging the lay people in your church, encouraging the deacons and so forth. But when you are active serving God as a young person, God is going to bless you. You're going to be great in God's eyes. You're going to be used of God to make a difference. And God will bless you for that, I guarantee it. So number seven, be active serving in your church when the camp week ends. Lastly here, number eight, when the camp week ends, when that week is over, Express thanks to your youth leaders and pastor who helped host camp. So be thankful to those youth leaders that took you. Be thankful for your pastor and allowing you to go. And express that thanks. Express it to your counselors. Express it to God for allowing you to go. And express thanks to your parents. And just show a thankful heart and be a thankful Christian. And when we are thankful, God is going to bless that. God is going to use it. And as we see here in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, the last for it, the last half, it says, And be ye thankful, and be ye thankful. God wants us to be thankful. God wants us to express our thanks, our gratitude to Him, to those around us, 
to those that have poured their lives into you. And God expects us to be thankful. Now, you may not realize all the sacrifices that go into having a week of camp, but when you really sit down and think about it, all the money that's spent, you know, bringing in a speaker that's meant, that's, you know, put into renting facilities or going to a camp if you're, you know, you go somewhere else for a camp and that kind of thing. And then you realize that you have to take a whole week off work to be a counselor. You realize, you know, the sacrifices your youth director and wife have made of staying up late, getting up early, doing that for a whole week with you guys and putting up with things that, you know, teenagers go through. And they really have sacrificed their life into you. So be thankful. Express that. Express your thanks to those that have poured themselves into you. And if you do that, God will bless you because God uses thankful hearts. God uses those that are grateful. God doesn't use the ungrateful. God doesn't use the unthankful. God uses those that are thankful, that are grateful, that are happy and excited for the sacrifices those have put into them. Because as youth director and his wife, your pastor, and his wife, those that are over the camp that you're going to, you don't realize how much they've been praying that God will work in your life at that week of camp. You may not realize how many hours of prayer they put into that one week, how many hours of work they put into that one week, getting things ready just to take you guys so you can experience a week of camp and have a blast and be renewed and recharged spiritually. So be thankful for that. Express your thanks, express your gratitude to those that have took you to camp, those that have poured themselves into you. So that there is just eight steps that God uses for us when the camp week ends. I'll read them quickly here and we'll close out. But number one, when the camp week ends, be in church Sunday. Number two, ask God to help you uphold your decisions. Number three, recognize you will fall, but get back up again. Number four, pray for your fellow teens as they're going through the same struggles that you are. Number five, read your Bible and pray every day. Number six, be a witness. Number seven, be active serving in your church. Number eight, express thanks to your youth leaders and pastor who helped host the camp for you and allowing you to go. And I believe that if every young person listening to this right now applies those eight steps to their life, that spiritual high that you experience at camp won't go away in a week or two. It'll stick with you for months even, years even, and it'll stick with you for the rest of your life if you just apply these eight steps to your life. If you could just apply these for when the camp week ends in your life, God will use it. And God will make a huge difference in your heart and in your life and those around you if you can just apply it. And just one more thing here before I close out. If you're listening here, maybe you're an adult, you're a pastor, you're a missionary, you're a young adult. Basically, if you're anyone who's listening who's not a teenager, I would encourage you to find a teenager you know and send this episode to them. Maybe they haven't gone to camp. Maybe, maybe camp is coming up in a week or two. If you could just send this to them so they can be thinking about this when they go to camp. Maybe you know a teenager that just finished a week of camp this past week or is... In a week of camp right now, I would encourage you and I would challenge you to send this to them and ask them to listen to it. And not so they can hear my words, because I know I've stumbled through this and messed up in things, but because it's God's word speaking to them. And I believe God can use this message to help teenagers across the world that are wrestling, that have took a stand for God, but when they get back, when they come off the mountain, when they come off that week of camp, devil, the devil is going to fight them hard, he's going to fight them viciously. And he wants nothing more than to see each of those teenagers' decisions they've made fall by the wayside. So just please share this episode. I'm extremely burdened for this generation that's coming up, the teenagers, and I believe this episode can just make a difference in their hearts, make a difference in their life, and just challenge them to serve God with their whole life so they could just listen to it and grasp the truths that are presented here. And that spiritual high that they experienced that week of camp can last on for the rest of their life if they could just apply these steps to their life. Let's pray. 
Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to record this broadcast. Thank you for those that have been faithfully listening, Father. I ask that you'll just take this episode, Father. I know I'm really burdened about it. And that you'll just take it and help it to reach countless teenagers for you, Father. And just to make a difference. And that when that camp week ends in their life, that that spiritual high will not fade, but keep growing and growing and growing and just encapsulate their entire life and lifestyle. And in your Son's name, Amen.